Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome. This is Ken Roshan on the Influencer Channel Voice America. And we are, of course, sponsored by the Keep Smiling Movement and Perfect Publishing and the Umbrella Syndicate. So we have two amazing guests that I got to meet last week at a mastermind, the Next Gen Mastermind. And they have been kind enough to send me bios and I don't have my glasses on. So we will just revert back to what does it say? So happy day after Easter, Austin and David. Thank you. You as well. It's day after Easter. I haven't got ready for you guys. It's been a day, it's been a long time since I saw you guys. Yeah, you know, a couple of days. So Jr. Spear um, was invited. Well, he he spoke at the event, and his wife was going to be going with him to that event. And then he calls me and says, "My wife's not able to make it. Can you be my wife?" <laughs> <laughs> so I, I well, what was really strange about it is I didn't have to buy a plane ticket. And I, I don't think that's ever happened before. So <laughs> my event that was in Vegas got canceled two days after he invited me because I was trying to figure it out. I was going to call my host and say, hey, can I kind of split time going back and forth? And the, then I found out the event got canceled. I go, is this God or what? So, oh, by the way, I that's wanted to wear, I should have worn the warrior shirt. I might change during the break, but I think it's in the longer. <laughs> but uh, this is the amplified shirt. But I, I, I love your, I, I love everything that you're doing, uh, Austin. So right. I wanted to. I wanted to give some shout outs to, first of all, JR, we did that part. And then yes. we, have, we have Minky and Travis that created this experience. And I call them the power of one or power of one, two, because they're together. And <laughs> they came up with this amazing mastermind that attracted a lot of really cool people. I mean, just, I think, I think the creme de la creme of leaders, uh, heart-centered leaders and people just doing really big things in the world. So Austin, what do you think of the event? I'll be honest. This is my first mastermind that I've ever been to. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. I was completely, you know, walking into it with just not much of an expectation at all. I didn't really know. And, uh, I came out with amazing relationships. In fact, David was the first person I met on the first day because they, they locked us out. Right. <laughs> David and I are like sitting outside, you know, and I'm like, all right, man, what's up? you know, and, uh, you know, David just having the personality that he does immediately went right in, shook my hand. was like, Hey, I'm David, you know? And then as the event went on, I get a text message from his brother-in-law and he's like, Hey man, he's like, my brother-in-law is there. He's speaking. To <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And I was like, who is it? And he's like, David. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That's the first guy I met when I walked yep. when I got there. So it was, it was cool. It was cool. I think there was a lot of, uh, just a lot of things that came together at that. I, I think, everyone that was there needed to be there and was there for a reason. And, and the more people I met, the more people I shook hands with and rubbed shoulders with, I was like, wow, you know, th this is, this is a place where God is putting leaders to, you know, get prepared for what's coming. And it, it's something pretty big. Well, it's, it's funny, but by default, this was your best mastermind you've ever been to. Someone knocked it out of the park too, Ken. Honestly, I just appreciated watching him just show up. It was awesome to see everybody just be present and willing to take in the experience. So, And, and the thing that's interesting 
is that you'll never be able to say this after you go to another mastermind, that it was also your worst mastermind, because if you've only gone to one. <laughs> so, um, David, how many masterminds have you been to? Oh, goodness. So I don't think there's a, like a number to put on it uh, for yeah. me. I can't think of how many masterminds I've been to, but I've, it's been rare that I've been to them as just a guest. Okay. Like I've been to so many different functions. I used to produce functions actually for a number of years. And so in that period of time, it was uh, really fun to be witness to how much a mastermind can really elevate someone's life. I mean, it's an unbelievable. It's, and the way it was explained to us was they said, you know, you take yourself and you take a group of people and that mastermind is what comes together in the middle. And right. I think that's really something to remember that how often are we out there taking in experiences where we're connecting with others, where we're staying open, we're being vulnerable. Because I would say that was probably one of the key pieces that stood out from this event was everybody was willing to be vulnerable. Everybody was willing to grow. And um, in that moment, you started to see just that third piece come together where, um, where great ideas started coming out. So I don't know. I think, I think for me, the thing that stood out the most, um, aside from attending a lot of functions and events, the thing that stood out to me the most was just the connections and the amount of value that each one of you have to bring. And I think that's just important to remember that no matter what stage someone's at, the value you guys have to offer um, is immense if you surround yourself around the right people and you stay connected to what you believe in most. So. Amen. Yeah. And so you've done a lot of masterminds. I have done a lot of masterminds. In fact, um, Travis, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Austin, my, my business model, believe it or not, was that my camera was created for access to masterminds. So if I tell you I've been to 50 masterminds, that would not be too far off of a guess. And wow. it, David, uh, I mean, I, I've been doing masterminds ever since I read Napoleon Hill, Think Grow Rich when I was like 18. And so, yeah. I, I mean, I started it myself. I mean, anything that was putting good minds together and you always, no matter who's in the room, if they are givers or positive, either one of those two things, you're going to have new information come in that you can utilize. And so uh, you've been to a lot, David, how would you kind of rank this? The reason I'm asking this is because- yeah. I want to thank Travis and Minky by saying, hey, you did it right. You got the right mastermind. That way they're getting a lot of love because we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for them. And then the other part of this, Austin, I didn't uh, say, hey, who would you like to have as your co-guest? <laughs> you know, I, I just thought of who David gave me a ride to the airport and I thought it was perfect. Yeah. I've been going yeah, through your books too, by the way. I loved them. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So you rank it pretty high, David? Yeah. So let's see. I would say... I've probably been and been part of hundreds of events, literally, um, throughout my life. I used to produce them for a number of years. So, And I remember the first event I had ever attended with Minky and Traps. That's where I met them most personally. And I, I came to him at the end of the event and said, you know, out of all the events I've been to, I have to say, and all that I've produced, this has been a really memorable experience. And I would say the mastermind only took that to another level. And the reason why for me, why I would put out one of the top experiences that I've had is because... When you're working with people, they need to know their audience. And so you can attend a bunch of events and have a lot of purpose behind it. But if you don't know who the audience is and what they need from that, then it doesn't matter how lavish the event gets or how over the top it gets. It, what matters most is that you connect with the audience and they did that. I think that the audience of attendees, of speakers, every single one of them was there for a reason. Every single one of them came with value and walked out with value. So I would say this is probably in the top five for 
matching up with audiences. And for how many you've been to, that is saying a lot. And I, I just, I, I, uh, I turned to JR and I said, man, this is an amazing experience. This is really the right type of conversation for anyone that wants to level up. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're leveling up, you're at a, I mean, you're accelerated into breakthroughs. You're accelerated into abundance. You're accelerated into uh, epiphanies and clarity. So I'm very excited to know both of you. I'm going to, uh, I did, <laughs> it blow up. I don't mean blow up like a grenade. I blew up the side <laughs> font and I wanted to read Austin's bio real quick before I bring him on. So Austin, uh, the goal of this uh, show, Amplifying Amplified Life, is it amplifies leaders who create community and inspire hope. And so I find both of you as two phenomenal examples of leaders that are doing both those things. So when you share, we're going to start off in really a conversation of how you created who you are and where you're going uh, with your warrior project. Okay. So Austin Lefevre started his career as an intelligence analyst and operative in the United States military, producing for clients such as the NSA, DEA, CIA, and other agencies. He also became a triple certified personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, and nutritional while in the service. After the military, he started in sales as a senior account manager at Brand Makers, a top tier promotional uh, pr products company. You should use them for your warrior um, brand. What do you think of that? I know you do. I think. So um, his interests include fitness, food, cooking, movies, reading, writing, target shooting, baking pies, and great dad jokes. We have to definitely the great dad jokes. And I definitely, uh, at the end of the show, we go through rapid fire where you get to answer questions extremely fast and extremely um, short so that we can find as much information as we can about either of you at the end of the show. It's called rapid fire. So Austin, where, where were you born? I was born in Mesa, Arizona. And uh, how, how is how Mesa? How was your childhood? Did, and, and tell me uh, anything that happened in your childhood that caused you to be who you are today. So my family, you know, we grew up pretty poor. Um, one of my earliest memories was my mom crying because it was Christmas. We had no money for presents. And, um, and if you ever meet my mom, I mean, if there's anybody who should be like <laughs> given, you know, sainthood, that's my mom. Um, she made homemade Play-Doh and didn't realize that I think the food colorings were mislabeled or something. So she mixed the wrong ones and it turned brown, but she didn't have enough money or enough like flour and other stuff to make new Play-Doh. So she gave us brown Play-Doh on Christmas and that, and she cried because she thought it looked like, you know, <laughs> and what's funny, so, Austin, what's funny is that right now, that's like the big thing is getting that uh, poop Play-Doh. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you they know, the emoji for it, right? Yeah, yeah. They got the emoji. They got the. Poo. I mean, it's a yeah. popular one. It's like, I mean, I don't know if you guys would react to that way. Like, if you saw it and, and it would look like. Oh, well, when I was a kid, I didn't understand. Like, why is my mom crying? I got a toy, right? Like when you're a kid, like right. Most so kids don't play not. with the box that the toy came in. Right? It doesn't. It, you know, stuff just. It's it's funny how much meaning as adults we're trained to put on stuff and things. Right. Whereas kids, you know, Christ said, become as a child. I mean, kids are, ju they just enjoy life. They, they're so, I mean, just authentic, right? Like, and sometimes it's, it puts you in your place because your kids will say whatever you don't want them to say. You know? <laughs> like, hey, dad, you're looking kind of chubby, you know? And like, <laughs> or something. It's like, dang it, that is true. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure David's having the same image of you in Mesa, Arizona with your, your mini beard because you were smaller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't have a mini beard. Um, I, was, I was just a... 
a chunky, just a chunky kid with a, a muffin top haircut. You know, the I old, don't believe any of that. The old wedge haircut. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so uh, and that was obviously a, a formative experience. What, what uh, in your childhood? Well, I'll, you? I'll tell you this. I didn't really, I didn't have meaning from it early on, right? It wasn't until my mom told me the story later that it kind of triggered. And I was like, oh yeah, I do remember you like being really sad about that, you know? But when I, again, when I was a kid, I just thought mom was sad. I didn't know why. I didn't mm. understand the meaning of poor, right? Like when you're a kid, like not these terms of rich and poor, they, they really don't exist. Like it's not even something you comprehend. So then as I got especially older, with, especially without an internet. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> and then, you know, my dad, uh, he was a plumber kind of contractor uh, and the economy went to complete crap in Arizona in the eighties. And so uh, his brother was like, Hey, you should come to Vegas and try and get on the fire department. And he did. And so we actually moved to Las Vegas when I was about five years old and then I, I grew up, my whole childhood was in Las Vegas. And we still kind of, you know, my dad, in those days, firefighters weren't paid that much, you know, as he got older and I got older, like once I was 16, it seemed like all of a sudden my dad had money. And so my little sister got a lot more than I ever did, you know, but that's just how it goes. Um, but yeah, I think for me, um, I did always have the example though of my grandparents. They were entrepreneurs. They were always kind of going after stuff. And, and so I think I just was impacted by, you know, number one, um, I saw my parents fight about money a lot, you know, cause it was just a high stressor, right? I mean, I think there's a statistic out there that says, you know, about 50% of all fights in marriage are over money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, yeah, I, I think in my head, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe if I make money, it'll solve half my problems. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I will say it does make, it gives you opportunities to solve more problems. It doesn't necessarily solve them, but it gives you opportunities you wouldn't normally have. So anyway, I think that was kind of the the thing that really kickstarted me on my path. But my mom used to say, she was, <laughs> I mean, lovingly, she was like, Austin, you were by far my laziest child. <laughs> and really? then she had a, she had an except. She's like, except if it had to do with money or girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to talk about the story you shared at the event uh, about the, uh, the candy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So just one, but one second for that, because I wanted to ask you as a kid, you know, I played, you know, GI Joe, we had uh, the, yep. and we also had the little figures and then we also yep. played Cowboys and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm imagining that you had a, a teacher that uh, taught you the alphabet, A, B, C, I, A, D, E, A, <laughs> and S, A. So I'm, I'm wondering what, what caused you to, to pursue being a, a servant leader for the, for our government, for our country? Hmm. You know, I, I always thought I would be in the military ever since I was young, I, I had a feeling that at some point in my life, I would be in the military. And uh, when I got married, so I actually served a mission for my church in the former Yugoslavia. So I had experienced, and this, I experienced the aftermath of war there, mm -hmm. uh, even though the war was in like nine, it was 10 years before I got there, you could still see grenade splatters, bullet holes all over the walls. I mean, and you could talk to the people and really hear the suffering and the pain that they went through. And um, anyway, when I got off my mission, it was 2008. 
And I, I got married fairly quickly. I met my wife three days after being home. And we, we dated for a real long courtship of three months before I proposed. So, um, wow. yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. Anyway, as soon as we got married, the economy tanked. I mean, just absolutely tanked. My wife was making the money. She was a cosmetologist working at a salon. So she was kind of my sugar mama putting me through school. Mm. And then uh, they handed her a notice and said, hey, we're closing our doors tomorrow. And they weren't even able to pay her her last paycheck. They had to give it to her in product because whoever was managing her salon or whatever, they basically drained the accounts and ran. <laughs> so it was a it was kind of a scary time. And, and I happened to talk to a recruiter for the army and I was thinking about going that route. And then and my mom's talked about a neighbor who was in the Air Force just saying, hey, he said that the quality of life in the Air Force is a lot better. And, and so maybe you should go talk to them. And my mom was terrified, right? She's She doesn't want to lose her boy, you know? Um, and and yeah, I think if she knew about some of the stuff, you know, she'd, she'd be terrified. But I, I just kind of keep things, you know, pretty surface level. I don't want to, you know, get into too much. But anyway... I, I took their little ASVAB test. Um, originally, I was going to be just a linguist because I spoke Serbian, Croatian, and Bosnian. Wow. And, and um, it, what's crazy, though, is at the time, the high demand languages were like Farsi, Urdu, Arabic, you know, a lot of the Middle Eastern languages. And I, I spoke primarily Slavic based, so it, it didn't quite mesh. Well, they... <laughs> they kept me in what's called the debt program, the delayed entry program for like six months. And it, my wife and I, you know, had basically quit our jobs or couldn't get jobs one or the other, however you want to look at it. And so we were down to like a hundred and something dollars in our account. And I, I called the recruiter. I'm like, look, man, just give me a freaking job. I don't care what it is. And I had just found out my wife was pregnant and we had no insurance, nothing, <laughs> you know? And, and I was like, crap, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, anyway, he's like, well, hey, you can work in intelligence. Do you want to do you want to do that? And I was like, sure, I don't care, whatever it is. <laughs> and so it wasn't actually my intention to go into intelligence. That was not That's my wild. intention. But uh, I, I got desperate, you know, and desperation creates inspiration. So <laughs> with, with, the, with the right mentality, it does. So yeah. we're, yeah. we're going to be wrapping uh, the first segment about five minutes. There's so much more I want to ask you. I mean, we got, we got the dad jokes, we have the, uh, the candy, but most importantly, I want to make sure we do it in reverse order. Cause I want to talk about the uh, warrior ethos life. I want to make sure that we, that we get that in. And then if, if uh, we have enough time, we're going to go in those last two things, that little story. Okay. So okay. how did you come up with the vision of warrior ethos life and what is it for? Well, I think when you're in the military, you have a sort of warrior ethos, right? And the idea behind a, a warrior ethos is we're all afraid to do hard things, right? We're all afraid to approach an enemy face-to-face. -face. And that could be anything, right? It could be a mental enemy. It could be a physical enemy. does not matter. The difference between a you know regular person and a warrior, though, is when you recognize that enemy and you feel that fear, you decide to kind of redistribute or utilize that energy to just keep moving forward and try to accomplish the mission. And so I try to train people in heart, mind, body, and then business. And I told this story, you know, at the, at the event that I one time set this goal when I was, you know, working full-time with brand makers, I set the goal to sell a million. 
And I became obsessed with the goal. I mean, it was everything. I was neglecting everything else to make that goal happen. And I told people it almost killed me because I had this belief that this was going to solve my problems, right? Kind of stemming from that childhood thing. Like, oh, you know what? If I can just make this money, it's going to solve at least half my problems or it's going to, I'm going to feel better, more confident, more this, more that, right? It, it got really kind of, in a way, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, um, but I, I remember getting the message. I was driving in the car. My wife was driving. I was in the passenger seat. I got the message. I was like, Austin, you just hit 1.3 million in sales. And I, I mean, so my goal was a million. My stretch goal was 1.1 and I hit 1.3. I freaking smashed my goal. Right. And, and I was happy in that moment. I was, I was like, sweet. Like I did it. Like, you know, there was this sense of accomplishment and then it was almost like a roller coaster drop, right? Just the next couple of weeks, I never became more depressed in my life. I, I literally was in my office one day ready to just end it. I, I felt like, oh my gosh, I did this. It means nothing. And, and I got just in a dark place. I tell everybody though, I reached out for help. <laughs> like I reached out guys and you always should because later that day when I came home, the first thing that happened is I walked through the door and my little girl, Rayleigh, my youngest, she just big open arms. She's like, daddy, you know, just runs up, gives me the biggest hug. And again, it's like, that moment, I, I, guys, I went upstairs and cried like a child. It broke me. I was, I was so, I almost gave that up for what? For money, <clears throat> right? For, for some sort of status. And at that point, I was like, this is not my ethos. This is not who I am. And, and so from then on, this was about three and a half, almost going on four years ago. I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to, adjust. I need to figure out what my ethos really is. And I started with the heart, right? I started, I was like, I need to get my heart right because until my heart's right, I'm never going to feel like anything is a value, you know, at least, or I'm not going to appreciate it. You know, I'm not going to have gratitude for what's in my life. Anyway. So I went on this whole war path <laughs> of, of doing things. And I'll, and I'll tell you where I started. And this, this is morbid to some people, but I actually wrote my own obituary. That was the first thing I did. I was like, okay, if I die today, what would they write about me? And it was like, oh, he's physically fit. Oh, he was good at his job. He could sell. Oh, he was this, he was that, you know? And, it, and I read it and I was just like, okay. And then I had the thought, I'm going to write another obituary that I want people to write about me when I kick the can at 80, 90, 100 years old. And I read the two side by side. They were completely different, completely different. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? I am... I want this and I'm living this. It's time to like move this aside. And this is who I'm going to be from now on. My choices, my ethos is right here in front of me. This is who I want to be. This is the purpose of my life. And so from then on, I just, that's what I built. I built a whole program around it, heart, mind, body, and business. And I've seen guys completely transform from just understanding one aspect of the, the warrior ethos, you know? And at the, the event, I was able to share just about a quarter of the heart portion. <laughs> and it means yeah, that's heart. what I was going to ask. Can we, uh, can we do the G's? Um, I wanted to yeah. drop some wisdom down and oh, we'll, we'll put a link and we'll make sure people can actually learn and get to your retreat. All right. Yeah, what, so there's four, four main enemies of the heart. There's guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy. 
And, and we talk about how all of those are a form of debt relationship, which I know, I know David was geeking out about it. David's a money guy. You know, I know David. like he was, <laughs> like, he's like, man, this makes so much sense. Like, right, yeah, David? Like, it was great. It was fantastic, this, man. I loved right? it. The universe is built, built on math. It's all mathematics. Right. And so this idea, so, I mean, just the first one guilt, right. It's a feeling of I owe you. I either didn't do what I said I was going to do, or I did something wrong to you, or I took something from you. Therefore, I owe you. Like if you insult someone, you took away their feeling of peace, their feeling of confidence, their feeling of trust. You took that from them by what you said. Therefore, you owe them. Why do you think we're always saying, hey, you owe her an apology? Mm -hmm. Because you're in debt. You're in some form of debt relationship. So yeah, I I train everybody. And then I, I have a whole section on how to defeat every every enemy of the heart individually. And you can actually go inside and practice it daily through, you know, various exercises, meditation, visualization. So, yeah. So g give the four G's and then, uh, and just go through them real quick. I owe you. Great. Yeah. Do them again. Oh, okay. So there's guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy. Those are the four enemies. And then I also talked about the three G's, which is growth, gratitude, and giving. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing those, and those I actually took from a dear friend of mine, his name's Roger. He's got his own program. Give so Roger's I don't want to steal, give, give Roger. steal his thunder. <laughs> no, you're not. So Roger would want you to say his name and say yeah. that it's inspired you. So go for it. Yeah. So his name is Roger Comstock. He is he owns a company called Zero Dollar Startup. He actually has an event now called the G3 Summit. Um, I do all of his swag for it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm involved as well, as well, but, uh, yeah, his three G's are growth, gratitude, and giving. And he just talks about if you approach life with those three G's, you know, it, it will get insurmountably better. And so he, um, you know, yeah, if you're, I mean, the whole point of happy or the whole way to get to happiness is growth, like progression and then gratitude, making sure you're just gr grateful every day. Um, and then giving, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Were you guys at the the dinner? You were at the dinner, right? After, no, we, we after took after we took off. Dinner? We took off. Oh, yeah. Take off. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to make the dinner. No. Heard it was a great dinner, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I teach this. I, I teach this in my program. You know, greed is a huge thing, um, and that's actually an I owe me relationship. Right. I feel like I always owe me first. Yeah. Um, and the best way to defeat that enemy is to give so much that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so we were at dinner and, and I'll tell you, this made me uncomfortable. Um, but I knew, I knew I have to practice what I preach. So we went to uh, Fuga de Chao. Yeah. Okay? It's about 150 bucks a head, right? When we first got there, I think we had like 16, 17 people and, and we were going to just do individual checks. And I saw the waitress's eyes just be like, oh, crap. You know, like, this is going to suck. And so I just went up to her. I was like, hey, what's it going to cost per person? Do you have any way I could just say, hey, it's this much per head. This is what you get. I'll take care of the whole bill. By the time dinner started, we had 28 people. <laughs> and it was like 150 bucks a person. And and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like, this is like five grand, you know? And I was like freaking out a little bit. I was like, I mean, I can afford it, but it's hard for me, like, to go home and tell my wife like, Hey, you spent, you know, a couple hundred bucks at target. I just spent five grand on one meal, you know? And, but I did it anyway, because I realized I, I even prayed to God in that moment. I was like, this is a lesson for me to realize that that money is not mine. 
It is only a tool to help people grow, expand, have more gratitude. And man, some of the people there, $150 was some money for them, you know? Well, guess what, Austin? We have to take a break, but I do want to make sure people know how to reach out to you. Uh, you, yeah. you have retreats and all kinds of fun stuff. So how do people connect with you? So at Warrior Ethos Life, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, I haven't got onto Twitter yet, but I was told very uh, strongly I need to get on there too. So <laughs> your at swag. Warrior Ethos Life. <laughs> your swag is amazing. Uh, I'm going to be wearing it at the next show. <laughs> so we'll keep it living on. So this is Ken Roshan on Influencer Channel, Voice America. Big, uh, big love to Jeff Spinard in the sky. And uh, we have Perfect Publishing, the Umbrella Syndicate, and the Key Smiley Movement as our sponsors today. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at TheUmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we just had a wonderful, exciting segment with Austin Lefevre, and we're going to be coming over to David Goins, and we are sponsored by Perfect Publishing, The Umbrella Syndicate, and The Key Smiley Movement. So let me read this lovely bio for David. David had a humble upbringing. His parents were divorced, shopped secondhand, and lived in several rentals throughout his childhood. One thing that never seemed to lack was love. He spent over a decade of his career designing experiences for nationally recognized firms and strategizing financial roadmaps for small business owners. David eventually discovered the one thing that separates entrepreneurs from entrepreneurs, operators and owners, finances from family, and he has been on a mission ever since. So David, I know a lot of people were uh, accusing you of looking exactly like David Goggins. I've been doing that a little more often. More frequently. They call it mustache Goggins, apparently. Don't tell him that, though. He's going to come after me. He'll be like, That's don't a- have anybody acting like me. <laughs> it, was, it was such a treat to meet both of you. I know JR got to uh, know you a little better, Austin. I, I know you 
through when you spoke to the the audience. So I really got your heart. And that's when I said, I, I want to be friends with this guy for life. So David, you and I did have uh, nice conversations. We even got a ride to the airport. So yeah. you're just a, a cool cat, man. And the fact that you're in the event business, that is that speaks to me volumes because I've been in the event business my whole life. And it's people that care about community. They care Absolutely. about engaging, connecting, and inspiring community. So first things first, you got to hear this gentleman, Austin, speak his heart twice, one at the mastermind, at least once at the mastermind, and then also today. Is there uh, anything you'd like to share about what you heard or uh, what we thought? Yeah. Well, I think the first and most important thing to know is just you never know who's standing around you. And uh, I think for all of us to remember who's standing around you. When Austin and I saw each other outside of that house right before the mastermind, it was like he did exactly what I did. He walked up to the door, thought, beeline it, let's go get, start meeting with people. And uh, I did the same thing. And we're like, the door's locked. And he goes, huh? He turns around and he's like, all right, let's get engaged. So my point is, you never know who's around you. And when Austin and I got a chance to connect, it was like we knew before his, our, my brother-in-law was going to connect us that there was something special there. And so I just want to say thanks for taking the time, Austin, to, to do that. Um, really what stood out to me from Austin's segment was just authenticity. Um, I really mean it. Every bit of how he shows up to the world is authentic. And I loved the, the categories you shared, the 3G. Um, I really think that for most of us, we have to remember that money is not the primary function. Um, it just happens to be a byproduct. If I'm quoting a friend of mine out there, um, and many of us say that, huh? Share your friend's name. Gary Gunderson, a good friend of mine in the industry. Um, he often talks about just, it's so important that the value that you have comes from the relationships that you have. And I think most of us know that deep down inside, but we forget about that. And so that's just a personal mission for mine is to be aware of um, who you are, if you kind of dial into that. And Austin, I think, shared a lot of that when he was talking is, you know, guys, it comes back down to um, how do we spend time with the people that we love? Um, this is just all the things we're doing in, in business happen to be just opportunities to share our value. And if we choose to step into that value, then I think you'll find out that more people start to attract towards you and you'll start to see more change happen in the world, maybe the way that you hope that it does. So, Well, I agree on authenticity. Uh, I, I had called you before the show just to make sure you were thumbs up and everything. You'd ask for the link. And then uh, I did the same thing with Austin. He says, are you trying to stress me out? I'm going to go warrior on you, man. If you do not. <laughs> well, no, I, was, I was talking about the time. Cause you guys, I was helping some guests. I was like, what do you mean we're on in like a couple minutes? I was like, I know. Oh, nine. Hey, no, I think, I, I think you've misheard. I, I was saying, if you want to talk in a couple minutes, I was saying, if you, there's any questions, I think that's what it was misconveyed, but I just wanted to share something real quick about David oh, though. Sure. That I didn't get a chance to in the last segment. So David came up to me after my, you know, initial presentation. And he did something that I appreciate, like from, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate. He got vulnerable with me, but then he said, hey, Austin, I want to challenge one of your beliefs. And man, it honestly, it makes me kind of emotional even thinking about it because it was powerful to me that I've known him for like an hour, basically, or a day, you know, and this man is being more of a friend than some of my friends, right? Because he, he came up and he said, hey, you said something because I've always said, Live small so you can invest big. And David said, but what if you don't have to live small to invest big? And, and it just like, it got my wheels turning, right? It got me just like juiced that I was like, okay, this is a man who I want 
by my side with somebody who who says, hey, Austin, I'm not saying that's a wrong thought, but let's just challenge it a little bit and see if we can level that up. And it meant a lot to me. So I just want to say, talk about a man who's authentic and who really he digs deep when he meets people. He, he doesn't just surface level that shit like it is. Sorry, crap. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, sorry, we're out there. I come from the military. It's not. Easy. <laughs> and in the future, can you just say poop? Okay. Yeah, or, poop. Or, or actually, my request since you went so off the Richter scale, can you do brown Play Doh? Okay. Yeah. yeah brown no. Play Doh. All right. <laughs> we'll do that. But I just wanted to say that I don't want to take up David's time. Well, here, here's a question I, for you, though. I want to ask you, Austin, because I forgot to ask you in the first. You're writing a book, aren't you? I'm working on it. Yeah. It's a work in progress. And it's your first one, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I just had my 44th one come out and I just went on a walk with my son and he was walking the cats in a stroller. And I was thinking to myself, my 44th book is about gratitude. I actually spun it into two different books. One that could go in your pocket and it's called Pocket Full of Gratitude. And the other one is a rather large book and it says Attitude for Gratitude. And I thought to myself about this, and this is only like an hour ago, I could not write my gratitude book, which was my 44th book, until it was actually in my heart at all times. Wow. So all the other times I was fighting to have gratitude be my number one thing that I go to. And I'm telling you, I'm in gratitude. That's why I went up to you. Remember Ross? And I said, Hey, yeah. I think if you could knock out every one of those demons of the heart with gratitude, because if you're in gratitude, you're technically in love. Yeah. You're in love with life. You're in love with your relationships. You're in love with anything you have. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think you, what you drop down with the G's and the, and the, the enemies of the heart, I, I want to be part of that book in any way, shape or form. I've, I've published 500 books and I just want to say with that topic you brought up, I have chills because I think you kind of in a way subconsciously stemmed my epiphany and my walk about I couldn't write that book before because I wasn't living it with integrity 100 percent of the time. And I'm not saying it's 100, 100 percent, but it's so close I mean, I wake up, I think gratitude. I have a meal, I think gratitude. I'm breathing, I think gratitude. I'm driving, mean, everything is gratitude for me right now. So thank you, brother, for that, uh, that interjection. And so David, you have been in the event business and m much like you, you had to have a childhood that stemmed into some type of inspiration. So where were you born? Uh, so I was born in Utah. I think it was like West Valley, Salt Lake area. Okay. Um, I remember the childhood of living like in this, old 1970s home. Um, it's surrounded by, you know, grass that's always bowed, but there's no flowers in the flower bed. Uh, you knew you didn't have a ton as a kid, um, but you knew like there's a tremendous amount of love in the house. So I remember growing up like this and we used to have this fence, this chain link fence that went around our, all of our house. And uh, one of those ones you'd have to pull the gate open in order to drive out. Right. And so when I was a kid, we had this old um, 1980s Woody station wagon. Oh, and I remember best. thinking, like, how does, like, what does a kid have to learn through all of this? Like, there's, we're about to go have an experience. I want to know, like, is this an amazing day that we're about to go have? And so anyhow, we jump in the car. I just want to tell this story. Is it okay if I tell the story? Of course. Okay. We're here to have a conversation like that. <laughs> so I remember we end up jumping in the car um, and... This is like this little three-year-old boy, as excited as ever. He jumps in the car. He's sitting in the car and he's thinking, okay, we don't have a lot. Um, what is it that we're about to go experience? I want to go maybe to the fair, want to go bowling. Um, and I think all these things, what, what, what's this adventure about to lead to? 
So as we're sitting in the car, I remember my mom um, and my dad sitting in the front seat and I have a little four-year-old, no, a five-year-old sister and a one-year-old sister. And we're sitting in the car and I keep thinking, okay, maybe dad got a promotion. I jump in the back seat where that big window sits and I'm thinking, okay, we might be going to a fair. We might be going to get um, a new car. I don't know what it is, but as I'm sitting in there and I'm having this excitement raise up, I reach over and I look over at my mom. I said, hey, mom, where are we headed? And she says, we're getting a new house. And I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're getting a new house. I know dad got a promotion. And she says, no, just your dad. And I'm sitting there with all this excitement, still chills on my back. And I, all of a sudden it sucks out of me. And I'm like, just my dad, I don't get it. I'm three years old. What's going on right now? And yeah. from that moment, I realized how important, like when you're not present sometimes, as Austin talks about, like just being authentic with people and you're not present and you don't know what internal environments people are going through. You don't know where that might lead to you, lead your life or lead um, in life, you know? And so I remember sitting in the car and I, I thought just me. So I look over to my sister and I say, uh, or no, she says, um, she says, we're going to, um, she said, we're, uh, sorry, slipped my mind. Um, she said, we're going to go get a new house. And I remember it slipping my mind and I think, oh my goodness, like, is it just us or is it my dad? And I remember being hit with that internal feeling of like, what if, what if all the things you thought were happening, you got excited about, but then in that same breath, I'm glad I'm taking a pause right now. Can I take a pause with you guys? Of course. Authenticity. Austin talked about being authentic and um, being real. I remember being a little nervous coming onto this, even just now. And it's fun to like, it's fun to be real like this. Or like even, I knew what story I wanted to tell. And I knew that um, everybody's story matters so much. Like, I just wanted to take a second to acknowledge that no matter what you're thinking and what you want to share, that what's most important, guys, is, is being present with people. I just want to take a minute for that for just a second, if that's okay. There are three things that stood out to me. Um, environment, experience, and impact. I just want to share this for just a second. Environment is what you grow up in. That's what I grew up in. I didn't have a lot. I remember the day that my parents got divorced. It was intimidating and scary. And then I remember um, not having a ton of money throughout my entire life. And I remember the moment that um, I was put into an environment where I could see money had no limits to it. No limits at all. Um, we would produce multi-hundred, multi, um, multi-million dollar, dollar um, events. And in producing all of those, you'd start to see how much people could just spend on anything and everything. And when you grew up in a life where you didn't have that, you were like, oh my gosh, money has impact. Money has opportunity, as Austin mentioned. And so when your environment was full of love, or so your, your 
uh, not environment, sorry, internal, I knew that your internal environment has to be filled with love in order for you to be able to go experience real life. And so I remember when I did that, um, it was so beautiful to, to see what you could do for people, like to see what, what people really were needing in their lives. So I have a question for you, David. Please, shoot, shoot, shoot. You, uh, you were certainly vulnerable and authentic uh, this entire show, but obviously, especially in the last five minutes. You said you were nervous going, getting onto the show. What, what, what do you think caused that? What do you think was driving that? You know, it's so funny. It's, um, I remember um, what, what drew it was that it matters to me. This matters to me. You guys matter to me. You know, and I've had so many wonderful experiences in my life, like a lot of remarkable experiences. I think what I'm trying to share is it's uh, no matter what you're going for in life, you have to remember what matters most. And the connection you have with people for me is what matters most. And so the good news for both of you is that this show is a format that allows the template of creating who you are and why you are and how you impact the world is, is kind of the conversation, but you guys are going to both be in a book together with a lot of amazing people, 300 at this point, we're going to close that at 500, but these are some of the biggest people in the world. I mean, Rudy from the Rudy Rudiger from the movie, Rudy, William Paul Young wrote the shack, William uh, Frank Shankwitz who created make a wish foundation, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. In fact, I would be surprised if Travis Brady, uh, and Minky are not part of it. It'll be, it'll be shocking if they're not, because I invite people that change the world. The reason I'm sharing this with you, David, is because your story and who you are and what you're doing in the world to create hope is going to be living in infamy. It's going to be a legacy piece. It's going to go out to 20 million people. Yeah. So I want to share that this is a conversation and you ask, can I tell a story? This is your half hour. This is your time to share whatever you want. But when the template gets printed, the good news is that also can be improved. I have a philosophy about doing a book. The book is never finished as long as you're alive. You just keep making it better. Yeah, yeah. So I would love for you to share some um, bits about how you create an event and how you create the life you have, because I think it's remarkable who you are energy-wise. When you stand in front of people, they experience love and, and they experience it on a Gandhi level. Like you really, kind of, yeah. you have, yeah, you have your stuff together. You, you bring and talk about being present. I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's anyone that I felt was more present there that I was talking to than you. So you are the present of present. So share a little bit of yeah. downloads, some gold nuggets that you would share with people that uh, get to experience your wisdom when you speak. Uh, what's the advice you'd give on a show? And if we could do that in roughly three or four minutes roundup. Yeah then we can do the rapid fire and you'll still get chances to drop some nice golden nuggets. Right? Let's do, let's do. Yeah. My brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I think that um, some of the things that matter to me most are, so when you talk about environment impact and experience, I think so much of that comes down to um, working on your internal environment. So I think putting time into who you are and making sure that, um, if you work on your own personal development, uh, you have a lot to gain from that. So let's just talk about 
um, I want to come back around to this concept of, of just loving yourself. So for me, when I worked with uh, our company, our company, Capital Impact, is focused on how do we make sure that as you are growing wealth, you do it in a way that is going to give back to your life and those around you. Um, I'm seeming so out of it right now, aren't I? You, you are, you're, you're not flowing like you normally do, but you know what? I know, it seems so off. It feels like I'm a little bit off today. Okay. Yeah, but I'm check so this sorry, out. guys. Huh? That, no, we can't accept your apology. All you need to do is just share whatever you want the audience to know that could make their life more amplified, make it better. You're, you're, you're a leader of leaders. Just share what you want. You know what? Let your heart talk. Can I? Yeah, let your heart talk. Okay. Um, guys, I just, I, I think if I had a message for the world, it was, it's that the time you spend with those you love matter most, and you're going to go into the world and you're going to be intimidated by a lot of things like me in this moment for no reason at all. And the most important thing you can do is sit in your truth and truth with those that you care about. And as you start to run into obstacles that you're trying to overcome, um, just remember that you're already enough as you are. You already loved as you are. And if you can accept what's inside of you, if you can love what's inside of you, and if you can share that love, with someone else authentically. And if you can accept them for who they are, you might just find out what's on the other side and what's on the other side might be immeasurable. So are you an author? No. Do you desire to be? Yes. Cause I, I, I think I can, Austin, did you kind of read that? I mean, he's got a lot to say. So here's, here's my gift to both of you. And this is, this was what I was going to share with you guys anyway. It's just prompted a little more by how vulnerable you're being. So when, when we get your book done, and I say we because I'm going to help both of you, you're going to be back on the show. Okay? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so this, this, was, this, was, our, uh, this was a lot of stuff here, man. This is, this is about the mastermind. This is about the experience. This is about us becoming friends. This is about some action being taken after a mastermind that actually puts some glue into the fibers of what it is to actually be human and to be yeah. about the human. So we're going to go in rapid fire right now. Yeah. And, and David, I love you, brother. So I'm, I'm, brother. Gonna, some fun. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this was part one of many. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. So Austin, since your name starts with a, we will start with you. Whenever I ask a question, you answer as quick as you can. And then we move on. So first uh, question book that changed your life. Sorry, say that again. A book that changed your life. A book that changed my life. Uh, Atomic Habits is probably the most recent. Um, that one I absolutely loved because it focused on the smallest of things that will completely alter or make results happen. And um, rapid fire, bro. You, it's oh, like, okay. so you're going to, and by the way, we're going to go ahead and put links to all this stuff. So don't worry about that. Okay. If you see the movie, we put the link. Okay, David, book that changed your life. Ooh, I love that you went with the habits. I actually liked uh, Power of Habits. I think Atomic Habits, Atomic Habits is great as well. Um, and then I would say the Charisma Myth isn't a terrible one to read just to remember how to make people feel special. 
There were some great books. There were some great books recommended at the mastermind that I'll put in the links to a movie that uh, inspires you, Austin. Um, Moneyball. Oh, that is okay. That's good. Mm, mm, and mm. David, a movie that inspires me. Mm. We'll come back. Yeah, come back. Hey, uh, who's your hero, Austin? I gotta go with my mom. I agree. And who's someone that you want to meet that you haven't met? Ed Milet. Cool. Uh, David? Uh, my dad. And my dad's probably my hero. Someone you want to meet? Met. Someone I want to meet would be uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson and uh, Russell Brand. Awesome. And a uh, quote you live by, Austin? <laughs> Say that? It? Well, uh, I, want to, I want to meet those as well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 ones? They're solid, huh? <laughs> Yeah, those are good, man. I was like, oh, dang, that's a good one. <laughs> and uh, a quote you live by, Austin. Um, let's see. I'll come back to you, David. A quote I live by. Um, I don't even know if this is someone's quote. We'll just throw it out there. Live life as if it's your last. And um, yeah, keep loving. Awesome. I made it up. There's your quote. <laughs> That's the quote. And we're going to add that you wrote it and you said it. All right. And Austin, your quote? Uh, actually, going off of you, um, love so often felt so seldom expressed is the world's greatest tragedy. Mm. And uh, David, how can people reach you, follow you, connect with you? Um, so Facebook, Instagram, I haven't had a lot of content in the past, but would be interested to see what you guys like to see in the future. Well, I'm excited. More of this uh, genuine authenticity when you get lost in the mix of the sauce. (laughs) I'll say this. uh, I'll put this, I'll plant this seed uh, is that David knows how to do multi-million dollar events. I see the multi-million dollar warrior um, event. (laughs) That's funny. I love that. We need to make a collaboration. uh, (laughs) And uh, and also, uh, Austin, how do people reach you again to find out about the retreats, et cetera? Uh, At Warrior Ethos Life. And that's on across the board, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And then if you ever want to come to one of my rentals, uh, you can also look at Happy Trails B&B or Happy Trails West or Bryce Canyon Log Cabins. And then I also have uh, brand makers. You can just look us up. We do swag, merchandise for events. And we're going to put links and the dad joke real quick. Real quick. (laughs) What did the sushi say to the bee? What's up, B? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. Well, this is Ken Roshan on the Influencer Channel. You guys are both awesome. I'm so glad you were amplified here for part one. And we are going to get your books out this year if you want. That's your choice. But Uh I, I love what your heart dictates. You guys live a life that actually is is amplifying life and leadership and inspiration and community. So thank you so much for being on the show. And we'll be back next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.